In this episode of Negative Modifier, we'll be playing the game Delta Green. Delta Green by design tackles various mature themes that may be uncomfortable or triggering for listeners. Listener discretion is advised. How long does it take us for us to get to the guard hut? A few minutes. On our way over, I'm going to stop with my binoculars and, and, and look towards the van and see if they're, they've done anything over there or respond to the gunshots. I mean, not that you can tell, but there's definitely uh, that still there's a glow coming from the van. Do I still see the strange helmet dudes? Oh, yeah, they're still outside in the dark, even. All right. I'm going to keep going. All right. Geiger, what the fuck are you doing? I was just seeing if the, the dudes in full tack with grenade launchers were doing anything. There was an active shooter on the base and they, they, they're just standing there. Kid, no, you're you're right. What the fuck? What do we see when we get to the guard hut? All right. So the other two people that were out there with Sieber were Cantu and Utek. And as you get closer, you kind of see two things lying on the ground about 10, 20 feet from the entrance of the guard hut. As you get closer, give me a sand check. 24 success. 16% success, baby. Maybe you suspected it coming over. Maybe the pieces are just kind of finally adding together, but it is the two people that were stationed along with Sieber lying very dead on the ground. Jesus fucking Christ. I take the rifle in my hand and I just throw it on the ground. I scream, just shit! And just slam it. Sure. But first. Do they have rifles? They do not. All right, I'm going to go into the guard hut. I'm going to check for vital signs. I'm pretty sure they're dead, but I'm still going to go through just the basics and everything else like that. Sure. Yeah, so you confirm pretty quickly that they are quite dead. In one case, a large chunk of their neck got blown off by the bullet that hit them. Upon entering the hut, Geiger, your foot steps on something metallic. Give me a search. Shell casings, mayhaps. 41% out of 50 success. Yeah, so you kind of press down a shell casing, you are correct in your assumption, but also it appears that Sieber has gone through the process of emptying out and throwing about the rest of the contents of the remaining magazines all over the floor and some outside and just really mixing it together. Like, you're seeing mostly empties in the hut and a couple non-spent rounds but you see kind of glints off in the dark that are probably unspent bullets. I'm just going to grab like three. Sure. And, and head back over to Young. Makes sense. Did you get the radio? Mm-mm, one second. I go again. I assume the radio is not working. Oh, it's been quite smashed. Mm. He shot it up. Here, let me see the rifle for a second. Fuck. Yeah, it's, it's over there. And I just point to the rifle on the ground. Yeah, I pick it up. I take the magazine out and load the three rounds and put the mag back in. Something you've done many times before. But do you think we should hoof it to town to get an ambulance out here? Oh, maybe we can go back to Motorpool. Maybe maybe there's no the admin office. There should there's got to be a there's got to be like a long range radio or something along the lines of that. I just oh. yeah yeah. How are you carrying people? Carrying people? I I want to put them to rest too. I can't I can't carry. I'm not that strong. Okay. Um, oh, God. I just... Fuck, you're right. Okay. Yeah, no, I'll I'll 
get back and I'll get somebody to help me or someone to help carry these these guys back. But do we have any kind of walkie talkies on them on the bodies or are they shot up too? I mean, they were in the guard hut. They probably need to have walkie talkies. If you want to go find some walkie talkies, those might be somewhere on base. Those might be back at the administration office. They might be a control tower. They might be in the radar tower. Shit. And there's okay. lots of stuff around base to go check out. It'll just take time to get there. All right. Well, what do you think? Report back, then head to the admin office to get radio for help or head to the admin office first? You mean report back? LaCroix isn't going to tell us to do anything productive. He's, he's fucking lost it. You, you're right. You're right. Let's head to the admin office. Yeah, let's go. I'm going to jog over to the admin office. All right. Give me a luck check as you try the front door. From both of us? Yep. 35% success. 85 fail. All right, so Senior Airman Geiger goes up and tries the door handle, and maybe it's nerves, maybe it's something, but be locked. Young, more steadily, kind of puts his hand on it and twists it, and door slowly swings open with a little bit of a push. And yeah, you have access to the admin office. Inside is the XO's office, an empty office, a bathroom, closet, the supply room, the major's office, and at the back of the building, the weapon locker, which you have the key for but not the combo. Yeah, I know that Young's going to go for the radio. I'm going to start looking around for anything that might be useful in our current situation. First aid stuff, weapons, keys that might have been left behind. All right, yeah, so give me a search to see what you can find in the office. 54 out of 50 fail. You don't find much, maybe a decorative letter opener or two, possibly a paperweight you could maybe hit someone with or something like that, but... Yeah, probably the most interesting thing you find is a fire axe. I'll take that, and I hand it to Young. Uh, While Geiger is searching about, I am testing the landlines as well as the radio. The landlines are all dead, as best you can tell. The radios work. These are just kind of like base-wide radios, though. Like You're not going to be able to contact the outside world necessarily with these. That's probably more of a radio tower thing. God fucking damn it. Okay, unless we can send up smoke signals, I don't think anyone's coming. What are you doing with this? And why am I now holding a fire axe? Um, in case we need to get into somewhere that we don't have the keys for. Copy that. Do we have a crowbar on base? If that's the case. That's a much better point. Well, let me look at what place is here. I mean, there might be something in the storage hut. There might be something in the motor pool. Might be something in the aircraft maintenance hangar. There's probably a crowbar somewhere on base. Why don't we start with the closest of those? Oh, where's the storage hut? You already looked around here, right? Yeah. All right, cool. Let's let's just get back to you know what? I didn't check that I'm gonna go check and see if the major remembered to lock up the the armory. Sure. Sure. You said he's been drinking, so maybe maybe you were lucky. Maybe. Look, the the mess the NCO club is like right next door. I'm just gonna quick run over there and run back. I just gonna let them know that we're gonna try to find a way to contact the ambulance or something. There's no way there's not really a way to, for us to Yeah, tell them if we can't get a radio working, we're gonna take one of the, the vehicles out of motor pool and drive to town. All right. So while Geiger is checking some offices, I'm gonna just run across the road and head back to the common rooms i'm going to tell them hey no landlines 
radio is only local. Uh, if we need to, we might have to take a, a vehicle and get him into town. So we need to figure out who needs to stay here and maybe prep the rate major for a bumpy ride. Long kind of angrily looks at you. I, I got him stable for now, but like you'd best get fucking driving ASAP. He's not going to get worse, but he's not getting any better. And well, putting him in a car is not exactly a great move right now. Yeah, we could either put him in a car or just leave him on the floor long. What do you want? How about you go and get one of the fucking vehicles and see if you can go find someone? Maybe like, oh, I don't know, someone off base has a phone line we can use or something? Don't have to make it all the way to town to find a phone. Yeah, yeah. Well, don't expect the guests to be any kind of help. Apparently they were outside just either watching or didn't do shit, so we're on our own on this. Do I know where the keys for the vehicles are stored? They're probably in the motor pool. Motor pool. Yeah, with the rest of the cars. Cool. I'm going to meet up back with Geiger. All right. Geiger, we're going to need to get to the motor pool. We're probably going to have to move the major. Okay. Was the armory locked? The armory was indeed locked. Mm, the one time I wish he hadn't done his job. All right, let's go. Is the motor pool close to the visitors or anything like that? It's number 15 on the map, so... Where you are is kind of in the center of it. The motor pool is north of where you are right now. Probably a few minutes walk. What are Quonset huts? What are those? You have seen a Quonset hut before. They are metal storage facilities, or maybe you've not seen them. And ah, Maybe we should check those out uh, since they're on the way. There's storage containers. Yeah, if they're storage containers, let's, let's check those out on our way up. Hmm. If we're going to be passing the uh, visitors, I want to yell at them. Hey, thanks for nothing, dickweed. I mean, this is the closest you'll have gotten to them. Like, you'll be most of the way to where the visitors are, probably. Cool. Well, I'm calling them dickweed when (laughs) we are uh, close enough because they're doing absolutely jack shit. Sure. And I'm trying to save the commanding officer's life. So I don't think I'm going to get in that much trouble. But yeah, I guess we're searching for some stuff i kind of feel a little bit more pressured to get to the motor pool fast so it's like look i i'm gonna entertain this like let's let's just make this quick but we really need to get a vehicle yeah let's go all right so about two-thirds of the way to the motor pool you get hit with just this wave of nausea maybe your nose starts to bleed a little bit everyone give me a sand check 99 fumble oof 81 percent failure All right, so you both are just overcome with stronger, more violent hallucinations. Like, maybe you throw up some, like, your your head just hurts. There's pain everywhere, as best you can tell. It's coming at you in waves. Everyone takes 1d6 sand damage. Yeah, I stop a moment to, like, throw up a bit. Yep. One. I'm going to project it onto my father again. Geiger's, like, coughing and, and throwing up. And through, like, the bloody nose and everything, she says, fuck you, Dad. And I will lose one point of bond with him. I am... I'm going to eat the sand damage. All right. Because I I don't want to lose that much willpower right now. So I'm going to trade that off. So minus five puts me at 56. Just a little north of my breaking point. But you know what? Let's see how this turns out. Oh, snap. Geiger, are you... Whoa. That was 
a little rough. What the hell's going on? She's just coughing and like spitting up the the last of the like nasty taste in her mouth. I don't fucking know, but we need to find out. Okay, yeah, I thought that was just my mac and cheese and the cayenne might have been expired, but like, oh, no, 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 no. This is not cool. Let's let's get moving. Let's double time it. So where are you headed? Do we want to hit the um, the huts first, see if there's anything useful in there, like maybe a crowbar left behind? It's kind of on the way, sort of. Yeah, if we're going to be going with map accuracy, there's like it looks like there's like six of them. You're absolutely right. Maybe we just hit motor pool. Maybe the aircraft and motor pool. There only appears to be like two maintenance hangers. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's secure a vehicle first, and then if we... Just so that way we can zip. If you really feel like you want to do some searching, let's do some searching, but I want to secure a vehicle first. Sure. All right, give me athletics checks to see how kind of... Are you double-timing it at this point? You're trying to rush it or is still trying to take it slow and steady? I want to rush it at this point. All right, it's the athletics. 93% failure. I am not feeling hot. 38% success. All right, so young, you start to lag behind some, and after about a minute again, like the waves come at you again. Everyone, give me a sand check. You were relentless with this. This is this operation. Six percent success. Jeez, the week. Thirty-seven percent success. So good news, you're not overcome this time. The hallucinations remain still active, but you're not like doubled over in pain and vomiting. You take no sand damage, but. The feeling is getting faster. Like, that's that's the fastest it's kind of gone in cycle before. I'm assuming you keep going towards the motor pool? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you get most of the way there. You're probably about 100 feet away from it. Again, just this wave crashes over you again. Yeah, Geiger, give me an athletics check. 38% success. So you managed to stumble the last few hundred feet into one of the Quonset huts, and the feeling immediately starts to recede some, like the feelings you were feeling, the waves, the agony, kind of the, maybe the pressure, for lack of a phrase, it seems to recede some. Both of you give me a sand check. Fuck. 83% success. 30% success. Oof. All right, you both take no sand damage, but Young, you are still outside. You're going to follow Geiger? Yeah, I'm trying to keep up with Geiger, despite my whacked out body. All right, give me athletics. At minus 10. We've got a 47% out of a modified 40% failure. God damn you with your negative 10s. All right, so you get like a hand onto the side of the building as the wave just again slams into you. Give me a sand check. You want one for me as well? No, you are safe inside. 98% failure. All right, 1d6 sand damage. One. Yeah, I'll eat that. Yeah, so... Just feeling all of this, probably sweating profusely as you kind of stumble the last few feet into the door. And again, now that you're inside one of these Quonset huts, the feelings recede some. You feel a little bit protected from them, just you're not feeling the immediate effects as quite so severely. God, does there seem to be like a pattern to how when these like waves of sickness were passing over us? Give me an intelligence. 79% failure. There's definitely a timed interval to them, and they're pretty consistent to it, but given everything that's been going on, it's been kind of hard to keep track of it. Like, if you had to guess, it kind of feels, in an abstract sense, the way kind of people describe labor pains. Like, it starts off infrequent and then kind of rapidly escalates. Yeah, from inside the hut, 
can I take my binoculars and see if I can spot the van guys? Yeah. They are around the van, looking alert in their weird little helmets. They don't look like they've been sick or anything. No, they do not. I'm just going to watch the them in the van for like, I don't know, two, three minutes and All see right. if, I, if anything happens when like a wave might pass a, or pulse out. All right. So what are you doing during this, Young? Just kind of recovering or what? You said like this is only a couple of minutes, right? Yeah. I'm just going to be like, hey, Geiger, I've got a gnarly everything ache. I'm just, I just need to take a breather. Yeah, just, just sit down. Shut up. Sorry. All right. Both of you give me a sand check at plus 20. All right. 68% success. 13% success. Yeah, no sand damage. You kind of feel the wave build up, but not so much to cause kind of discomfort or kind of further hallucinations. Again, the world is still a little bit bendy around you and whatnot. Like, you're not all right, but successfully, you kind of managed to weather the storm, if you will. Geiger, give me a search as you're observing the strange men in the strange metal hats. 70% failure. I meant to ask, uh, do I have any bonus with the uh, binoculars? I'll give you a 10% for that. Yeah, it's still, it's not still, it's still a failure. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're not seeing much. Like It's kind of hard to keep track of this. Again, like the world is warping around yeah. your view yeah. as you're seeing this, but like... You can't confirm it, but, like, they're acting normal. They're just standing there, alert, on guard, in their weird motorcycle metal helmets. God, do you think that fucking someone spiked the... Do you think someone drugged us? I I mean, unless something expired, man. No, like, I don't... I mean, yeah, everyone's all whacked out and stuff, but I don't think anyone else is going to be as messed up as... what. How are the 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 new folks doing? I mean, like, there's no way that they're like they're just normal, just normal. What do you mean normal? Like fucking here, I pass over the binoculars. Yeah, I check it out, Geiger. What am I looking for? I mean, like, other than the fact that they're just standing about, they're just standing about. That's exactly they're just standing about. They're doing nothing. Nothing's changed for them. Well, what are they doing that we're not? I mean, we're inside now, which I don't, I feel a lot better, but like. What is this hut made of? Like, what's the, the exterior made of? Metal. What was the NCO's club made of? Just cheap construction, probably a combination of wood, drywall, and normal basic construction materials. And their helmets are made of metal? Yep. At least visibly they appear to be. Maybe it's the metal. You know, we're, we're in a big fucking metal dome. Those guys are wearing metal helmets. So, since you're watching Young, give me a search. Or an alertness, whatever you want on this one. Alertness is going to be higher, so let's do an alertness. Do I get binocular? Yeah, I'll give you a plus 10. I 70% failure. Something feels off. Right up until about 10 feet away from where the door frame you're standing in, the ground explodes. What? Dust, gravel, rock is sent everywhere, and you realize that one of the helmeted men has been slowly but surely approaching your position, gun-shouldered, and is actively putting another grenade into his grenade launcher. Holy shit, we're getting shot at. (laughs) What the? Okay, let's go out the back. How good are you at shooting? Pretty all right, how about you? Not great, I pass him the rifle. Fuck. You've got three rounds. 
We get no disengage. We go. We go. We go. Yep. Yep. Cover me. You've got the gun. Go. 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 I I start running. I'm following suit, but at the same time, just kind of like looking back as well. Oh Jesus. Okay. What's I know that we're like running, and I'm like not be able to super search, but like what's around us at the moment? I mean, I'm gonna have you guys give me a sand check before we get to any of that. Hi. Okay. Cool. I guess we're rolling sand first. Yep. All right. 11% 11% critical. 80% failure. All right, young, 1d6 sand damage. Dude, this is relentless. This is not cool. <laughs> Geiger feels vindicated that she's been suspicious of the van the whole time. Who do I pass this off to? Okay, cool. I am absolutely passing this off to uh, my best bro, Matt. I rolled a four, so I am eating that on willpower, and I am taking four away from best bro matt because you know what if if i just stayed in school <laughs> i probably wouldn't have been like this but yeah anyway what's in the hangar man hey, give me a search tight 43 percent failure i mean you're not having a great time like it's hard to find things right now but i will say kind of as this guard steps into the door frame you were looking through just seconds ago a bunch of stuff happens all at once and it doesn't immediately make sense. What else happened? <laughs> there is a horrible whine and electric sizzling sound from nowhere. And over both of your shoulders, you see what appears to be a large crystalline craft structure object just appear above the van. It's outlined in a blue-white aura, and it's pulsing with energy, and lightning streaks out from it, hitting the van, the guard near the van, and the guard in the doorway. So, sanity check? Oh, yeah. (laughs) 18% success. That is creepy as fuck. No freaking way, man. What the fuck is happening, dude? 48% out of 55. All right, you both take no sand damage, and no sooner does this thing appear, shoot lightning in a bunch of directions as it starts to just crash into the boneyard. You hear the sound of mothballed helicopters and planes just kind of getting smashed as this thing crashes into the earth. What the fuck was that? I don't freaking know, dude. Out at the crash, you see this thing still slowly pulse light and then slowly fade to a dull glow. A glow that you've been told in the past might indicate radioactive material of some kind, but there's something alluring, unnatural about it. Unworldly, even. Is it... Am I taking, are we taking another fucking sand check right now? Or is that what you're alluding to? <laughs> Not yet. Not yet, okay. Does it appear like uh, you might see a ghost light? I mean, like, this definitely lines up with what a ghost light might be based on what you've heard. This is also the most credible sighting of a ghost light ever. And give me an alertness, actually, too. This is one of those alertnesses I want to fail because I failed. 93%. Give me an alertness as well, Young. 15% success, baby. The van is still glowing. The van's still glowing? Yep. Okay. Okay. So, giant rock just showed up out of nowhere, shot lightning. The dude who's shooting at us exploded, 
and we got the fucking mystery machine over there just glowing. Oh, I didn't say it exploded, but his helmet is definitely kind of smoking. Or that dude's helmet over there is smoking, and the mystery machine over there is glowing. Okay, wait. Is the guy, like, still moving towards us? Oh, no, he is very, as best you can tell, dead. Like, there is just, like, smoke or steam or something just coming out of every crack in his helmet, and he's lying on the ground where he just dropped. How close to the door was he? Five, six feet. I'm going to just drag him in. Okay. And then I'm going to pat him down. Young, dude, what are you doing? He has the M16, he has more grenade rounds, he has ammunition for the M16. What are you looking for? I'm taking his gun and ammo. Geiger, dude, what the hell are you doing? I'm getting a fucking gun. Okay, that makes sense. But like, you're you're gonna get superpowers or some shit? Home, like, how do we know that? How do we know that the guy's not like radioactive right now? If he's radioactive, it doesn't matter if I'm touching him or not. We're all fucked anyways. Okay, shit. Get his gun. We need. We need. We need a, we need a car. <laughs> I'm going to pat him down. I'm going to see, does he have any keys on him? He does. Great. I'm going to take them. All right. Take his gun. I'm going to take his grenade launcher. And I'm going to say, there is a vehicle out in the field over there that's fucking glowing. Maybe we should go stop that. Stop that how? I don't know. A grenade launcher, maybe? Okay. Are we taking the vehicle or are we blowing it up? I don't know. I have keys. So let's go find out what's going on. Okay. All right. Well, here's the thing. If we go back outside, we're going to get sick again, I guess. But apparently they're going to be fine. Might be the helmet, might not be the helmet. Dudes with helmets just kind of vaporize their brains. So like, wait, I don't know, man. I'm kind of freaking out. Yeah, let's wait out the next wave and then make a run for it. Okay. When is the next wave? Next time we feel slightly nauseous. Okay. I'm just going to take your word on this. All right, so what are you doing? Just going towards the van at this point? We're going to wait for the next, like, wave of sickness to pass and then make a break sure. for the van. All right, give me a sand check at plus 20. 38% 12% success. All right, no sand damage is taking, so you're making a beeline for the van. Give me athletics checks. 55% critical. Dude, Geiger is fucking on one tonight, man. 84% failure. All right, so Geiger gets out ahead of Young, and she kind of hits the back of the van. She just ripped across the distance between where you were hiding and the van, gets the key in and kind of pops it open, and in the van, the interior is confusing. First off, there are two dead scientists on the ground. Second, there's a large device that fills the back half of the van. The side facing the front is a metal sheet as thick as a safe door, an equally thick glass window inside it. Inside that is mounted a glowing crystal. The crystal shares an uncomfortable similarity with the thing you saw blink into existence above the van. On the machine is also a digital counter that ticks. Sometimes it gets faster and then it seems to kind of crest and then it seems to fall down a little bit and then gets slower and slower. Hey. Is there an off button? Oh, yes. In big letters on the machine, there's a lever clearly labeled emergency shutdown. Wait, real shit? <laughs> okay. Is that within the, like, the the container this thing is in? It's on the device, yeah. yeah so am I able to reach it? Or yep. do I need... Okay, I will pull that. Yep. All right, so the crystal drops into a lead-lined safe-like object and 
that kind of slams shut and almost instantaneously you start to feel better. Readout on the ticker starts to die down to the lower and lower levels and yeah, suddenly you find yourself feeling quite normal all of a sudden. Amongst the scientists is a variety of pieces of paperwork, some folders, some written notes, but one stands out a little bit that simply reads, Device number 5491, Project Sonnet Test Model, High Yield EM Screen, Approved for Field Test Against UAC August 22, 1998. Reclamation operations are to follow any successful test. Platt AFB, Platt County, Nebraska, 12 personnel, see attached dossiers. Non-moon dust personnel expendable, casualties to be retained for autopsy and tissue sampling. Pluto Authorization P. Bimmel, A. Dempsey, 6855427168564372786743837. You, you, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Geiger gets out of the back of the van and looks to Young. Is he like running up at this point? Yeah. And she just looks at him and she's like, yeah, and like pumps her fist and she's like, this is why you do your job and you do it right because when you do, good shit happens. We saved the day. We're the best. We're probably getting promotions and we can get off this shithole base. Okay, cool. What are you talking about? Because, okay, wait, what'd you do? I, I, I just feel better, I think. I fixed it. Look, see? There's some fucking thing in the back, like this crystal thing. That looked like the thing that fell out of the air and it went into this box and now everything's better. Feel better. You feel better. These fucking scientists are dead. Something about a sonnet, but who cares? Oh my God. Okay. Oh. Okay. Geiger, that's tight. What do we do about the major? Cause we still need a, we still need to get, we still need a van or we still need a car. I mean, we can't, we can't take the major in this van cause it's filled with some like, no, no, you're right, you're right, you're right. Let's go, motor pool, let's go. Okay, cool, cool. Do we still need the guns? I think we still need the guns. I'm keeping it. Holy shit, are those scientists dead? Okay, no, let's go, let's go. Run for motor pool. So as you get about halfway to the motor pool, you see two figures walking towards you from roughly the location of the crash. Whoa, oh, fuck no, fuck that. No, 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 you stop. Don't move. All right, so did you stop moving, kind of aim at them, I assume? Keep going, keep going. Whoa. <laughs> if, does it look like they're armed? No, and they're even actually, their hands appear to be in kind of mock symbols of surrender. Like they're very exaggeratedly up. And there's also a small glowing ball of light that seems to be trailing behind them at about waist level. I think that I, I stop almost out of arrogance. All right. I'm running past Geiger. What are you doing? The, the people! Look! There's, there's people with a ball floating behind them. What are you talking... Keep going. That shit... Did you, did you not see the other ball shoot down a thing of lightning? I'm gonna roll a pow check. Just for myself. No, I, I stay standing. Alright. And I stop because... I mean, Geiger's been fucking on one today, and like she's been kind of the person but like geiger i don't i don't feel comfortable with this and i have my gun at the ready position hey where'd you come from who are you and i'm i yell that at the 
the advancing figures. All right, so they get within kind of, we'll say, 20 or so feet, and what you're looking at does not make sense. They are about four feet tall with large black eyes, greenish-gray skin. They appear to be naked. One of them is a crystal keeps trying to balance on its head. When it falls off, it quickly picks it back up and puts it back on its head. And again, they're both approaching you in kind of very exaggerated posturings of surrender. When they get close enough, they think that you can hear them. One of them goes, Us require assistance. Our dog are injured and must be freed. Give me a sound check. <laughs> Do we really have aliens? 85% failure. Just... 85% crit. <laughs> what is going on? If you failed, you take one point of sand damage. Oh, just one. Tight, I guess. Geiger's more insane than she was when this started. <laughs> what? <laughs> She's had three critical success sanity rolls, dude. I'm rolling tight. Cool. I'm taking, I'm eating that willpower just because story purposes. Sure. I did not believe my best bro, Matt, in being like, X-Files is real, man. And I'm like, that's a TV show, you dumbass. But I'm fucking looking at Alien right now. So (laughs) I'm eating up willpower point and I'm offloading on Matt. These are indeed what we would know as greys in our modern vernacular of the paranormal and the weird. Again, they kind of are still standing in surrender, and they repeat, Us require assistance. Our dog are injured and must be freed. What are you? Us are weak, and the door are beyond our capabilities. Us require assistance. I look to... Young. Dude, don't look at me right now. <laughs> what is what's on your head? What are you? Where how dog, how do we help you? Who are who are you? You follow us. We take you back to dog to help. Yes? I okay. Do you need is it far? I've completely forgotten about majors at this point because i'm fucking looking at alien yeah Ooh. makes sense Ooh. yes what is it far yeah the, the greatest kind of gesture at you just there please follow us i look at geiger and i just slow nod and shrug i will start following them yeah i crit my sanity check so i'm into it all right i'm haul ass i guess all right, so you, the two greys, and this kind of bobbing orb of light all start heading back towards the craft, or the towards the crash crystal thing. You ask them any questions on your way there? Do you... Yeah, I, I, I ask when I'm walking with them, who are you? We are. What are you? We are us. Do you guys really take people? Yes. Hey, why? Understand. Are you taking us right now? No, you are coming to help us free our dog. Okay, what's, first, what's this light? A mind. A mind. Okay, 
Second, um, what do you mean by your dog? It is our dog, and it requires help. We are not strong enough to help dog. How can we help the dog? What does the dog need? Help. Why do you... What is help? You will see. I kind of slow down a little bit. <laughs> I look at Geiger. It's like, hey, I'm getting a little freaked out. Hold on, hold on. Why did you come here? To understand. Are you friends? It looks like you kind of confused with the question. Do you know what a friend is? It still looks like you kind of confused by the question. Are you enemies? We seek mutual benefit. I crit the sand roll, so Geiger is, like, all in. I'm still following, but, like, just, I'm visibly shaken. What are your names? They don't seem to understand that concept. They just kind of look at you and respond with, We are we! Is the light part of we? It is itself. What kind of dog do you have? Normal dog. Dog dog. What does it look like? A dog. Did you steal someone's dog? We could. And at that, you realize you have reached the ship. Oh, good. I was, I was going to try to touch the light next. <laughs> You're about ten feet away from it, and the craft glows dimly. It's shrouded by the debris of what it crashed through. Chunks of dirt, rock, and rubble just kind of are strewn about it, along with three inanimate gray bodies, which, aside from lying, you'd assume dead on the ground, also appear to be badly burned. The side of the ship seems to almost kind of magically split open, and a ramp comes down to meet you. This is insane. Did we... who... what... who... who did this and points at the... points at the dead bodies next to it? Next to... on the ground? One of the greys looks at you. The crash! The greys are gesturing for you to enter the ship. Do you enter the ship? Yeah. Yes? Yes. So as you step into the opening, you see a strange interior. Give me an alertness. Did the grace follow? Yeah. Do I see a golden retriever? 43% success. 36% success. The interior is much larger than the exterior you saw would allow for. Give me a sand check. That's Fucking tight. 59% success. 9% success. All right, no sand damage for either of you. The tunnel you find yourself in is littered with debris and strange objects, and the door appears to stay open behind you as you make your way through. The grace kind of leads you deeper into this strange ship past several grays that appear to have broken arms and maybe some broken legs, and straight ahead to a large room that you're not quite sure what you feel compelled to call it a gate room of some kind, where their dog is trapped to the ground. What does the dog look like? Yeah, it's like a, it's a golden retriever, right? The creature that the greys indicate as their dog is pinned under a large chunk of what was at one point part of, again, this thing you feel compelled to call a gate. You're not quite sure why. The creature is about two meters long, not much bigger than a human, being built more like a crab almost. It's comprised of a strange sponge-like material covered in irregular spaced bits and a crab-like exoskeleton. 
what appears to be the head changes color from red to blue and back again. It has no apparent teeth or claws. It's just kind of there, pinned underneath the rubble. Well, I... I guess I try to lift the rubble? Yeah. I'll help. All right. Yeah, so by your powers combined, you manage to kind of pull the rubble up off this thing. And immediately, the lights in the craft go out. And you feel dozens of small hands grab onto you. I'm gonna start swinging. Alright, yeah, give me strength checks to see if you guys can kind of manage to push this stuff off. 68% success, baby! I don't know, I don't know Geiger really, like, fights. Well, no, it's creepy. 53% failure. Alright, so, Young, you managed to stay standing. Geiger, a bunch of greys drag you to the ground. You give me an alertness check. 66% fumble. Oh, God. 52% failure. It's dark. You have things pawing at you. Are they, like, violently pawing at me, or does it just feel like... Well, they're, they're trying to grab you, definitely. But not, like, ripping. Not yet. Yet is the key word. <laughs> yeah, so maybe it makes sense, Geiger, that you are distracted by, like, you see amongst the darkness a glow in one of the Grey's hands. And it's a strange, almost crystalline tool that is slowly pushing towards you. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not a big fan of this. I want out. All right. Give me an armed combat or a strength. Whichever one's better. I'm calling for young. A 55 fumble. Yeah, so you try and, like, block this, and several of the greys grab you, and this final grey just stabs you with this thing, and you feel your body go numb, limp, paralyzed. Young, you watched all of this from the glow of this tool, and as suddenly as that started, all the greys just kind of fall to the ground, limp. Everyone give me a sand check. Yeah, okay. Makes sense. 59% failure. 97% failure. All right, 1d6, Sam. <laughs> One. Tight. I'm gonna eat that. I'll eat it, too. All right, so what do you do at this point, Young? Okay, is the crystalline thing still stabbed in Geiger? Yeah. Cool. First and foremost, like, everything's limp and all that other stuff. It's best you can tell, yeah. Tight. I grabbed Geiger's gun that has a grenade launcher onto it, and I um, fireman carry her out of, like, I try to fireman carry her out. Sure. And why not? I'll say you can do that. So, as you are exiting from the door into the craft, you see something with giant bat-like wings flying off into the night. But you are immediately distracted by the searchlight from an Apache AH-64 helicopter aimed directly at you, and a voice over a loudspeaker screaming, Don't move! Stay exactly where you are! I I follow orders, because this is the most, this, this makes the most sense at the moment, and uh, uh, I, I put Geiger down. First aid tells me to leave the crystal in, because it might, it, it'll stop bleeding, but like, is Geiger responsive? No, she's still she's still quite paralyzed. She doesn't seem to be dead, like you feel a pulse and whatnot, but she's not responded anyway since getting stabbed. Okay, cool. I crouch, and the gun is pointed at the ship's door. Sure. Yeah, so 
Within seconds of your knees hitting the ground, six Blue Fly soldiers swarm out of the dark and knock you down to the ground, pulling a bag over your head. You feel you're then dragged back to base. You awaken several hours later after passing out from exhaustion in the NCO club, tied to a chair. Morning arrives, and you are flown out to an Air Force base in Omaha. You receive excellent medical care and are debriefed. It's weird, though. You almost feel like you're more lab rats than patients, if that makes any sense. Yeah. The entire time that's happening, I'm inquiring about Geiger. Is she okay? Tell you she's fine eventually. Can I talk to her? They do not let you do that until you are all forced into a room with a team of Air Force Office of Special Investigation or AFOSI officers. Well, now, quite the interesting situation you find yourself in. Holy shit, Geiger, you're okay, right? Your friend is fine. Let's have a bit of a chat right now. Okay, because this is the first time anyone's able to tell me anything. Like, I have no idea if my fucking, my fellow airman was like, all right, this is the first time I've seen her. Who are you? You can call me Agent Harris. I've been handling the situation since your arrival. Don't worry, you've been given the best medical attention possible. Let me make one thing very clear. The object you saw inside the van was an experimental device that was being temporarily stored at Platt AFB. It malfunctioned and caused hallucinations amongst the personnel, yourself included. Your ravings about aliens? Wrong. Mad hallucinations. There were no documents of any kind in the vehicle listing you as expendable. No monsters. No aliens. Nothing unnatural. It was all in your mind. And let me make this one very clear. If you tell anyone differently, you'll wish Platt Air Force Base was the place you spent the rest of your life. But we understand that because of our experimental technology, you have been aggrieved, and I have good news. You've all been selected for immediate honorable discharge with full benefits and a compensation bonus of $25,000. Should you find yourself feeling the urge to get talkative, this will all expire. Do I make myself clear? Is there another option? This Agent Harris kind of smiles a little bit at you. There are always other options. But I recommend you take early discharge. Like, I start to nod, but I kind of tilt my head to see what her opinion is. Do we have time to talk about this? No, you do not. Our retirement package looks really shitty as senior airmen. Harris kind of shrugs at this, and $25,000 can go a long way. Again, you'll be honorably discharged. Perfect situation to start a second career, with all the benefits that come with early discharge. Pension, whatnot. Okay. Yes, sir. And I just kind of have a defeated look. Knowing full well that, like, this is my best way out. And after that, fuck it. My, I, I didn't want to get dishonorably discharged. If I can get honorably discharged, fuck it. Copy that. I'm glad we've reached an understanding. Looks at Geiger. Have we? I wasn't expecting to retire so early. But if you don't have any work for us, then I guess, yeah. He nods at this. Understood. Next few days pass in a blur. 
You have a couple more meetings like the one you just had. You sign some paperwork and you find yourself at a bus stop in Omaha with bus fare to the local airport. The rest of the base personnel have apparently left earlier than you have. And you two are there, seemingly alone. Well, what are you going to do next? By ourselves, right? Yeah. Right. It's just in like the lowest voice. Like, what happened? You're okay? Just, uh, that's all, like, yes or no. I just want to make sure that you're okay. I'm fine. Just some, all right. some hallucinations, you know? Yeah. Just some hallucinations. I'm going home. I'm going to buy a home. And I am going to figure something out. Guess try for school? Yeah. That's a good plan. It's probably for the best that we're out. I was losing my fucking mind seeing everyone being so incompetent. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I don't have to fucking say yes, sir, or yes, ma'am anymore. Yeah. That's nice. So while you've been talking, a woman has kind of walked up past you both. She's standing just past you. Are you sitting on the bench at the bus stop, or are you just kind of standing there? Geiger's kind of leaned against one of the poles. Sure. Is she, like, leaning against one of the poles? She's got, like, a duffel bag down at her feet and a backpack on. I'm probably holding my shit, and I've strategically placed myself so that way I could see anybody behind her. Just kind of security habit, I guess. Sure. Yeah. So this woman, average height, dressed oddly stylishly with dark sunglasses, and she kind of pulls a cigarette out of one of her pockets and fumbles the lighter. As she brings the cigarette up to her mouth, she starts messing with the lighter more and goes, I'm going to need you both to keep looking at the fucking diner across the street while I talk to you. Do I make myself clear? We haven't said a word, okay? No, no, no. I'm here to talk to you and about how your lives are in danger. Oh, fuck. I just keep looking at the diner. I am looking at the diner as well. God damn it. I knew it wasn't going to be this easy. Kavik leans over towards Dagger. Any chance you have a light by any chance? Damn, thing's not working. She kind of puts it into her bag and then pulls out a little envelope and kind of slaps it into your chest. Yeah, Geiger will take it and just cover it with her jacket. I am going to cross my body in front of Geiger's and uh, produce a lighter, do cover for that manila envelope as well as light this person's cigarette. And who might you be? We don't really use names that make a lot of sense, but um, kind of let's have a long, exasperated, tired sigh. I don't know. Miss Green, my friends call me Pine, though. Geiger kneels down to her duffel bag and opens it and looks like she's rifling through it as she opens the manila envelope. So inside vanilla envelope is a obituary for Senior Airman LaCroix. Pine takes a drag from her cigarette and kind of, like, cups it some to keep it away from the wind. It's a damn shame what happened to him. Um, something about mental stresses on the base and whatever happened there. Odd it happened two days after whatever happened on the base. Did he talk? That's not for me to say, necessarily, but maybe he wouldn't play ball. I'm gonna imagine you two are talking about Pomplamoose. Yeah. She kind of laughs at that. That's a good name for that jackass. He bought the farm. He was about to retire, too. Fuck. I mean, you're all retired last time I checked. Nice honorable discharge, nice big hush money payout. What do you want? 
oh, that's not what I want. It's what you want, which I assume is to keep living, I assume, right? Yeah. Don't think we have a choice in this, do we? I, I mean, there's always a choice, but also you'd be amazed how many survivors of tragic military base events commit suicide due to mental instability, car crashes happen. Hell, I heard one man burned to death in his own bed courtesy of a cigarette being lit and falling out of his mouth. She kind of like flicks the cigarette off into the gutter at that point. What are you offering? Maybe some answers, maybe a little bit of protection. Admittedly, I can't do much, but you've seen something. Something you're not meant to see. Something no one's meant to see. And it's not fucking aliens. It may look like aliens, but it's not. Okay. My head almost whips to her, but then I like just kind of shoot it back to the diner. Keep talking. The bad news. Someone's probably decided by now that bribes and threats aren't going to be enough to ensure you stay silent. More pertinent solutions are probably being arranged for. Surprising how often buses crash on the way to airports, after all, especially when it's just the driver and a few passengers. You got a ride? Kind of smiles at this. Indeed, I do. I'm a bit of a travel agent, one might say. Uh, lots of arranging for flights, lots of getting people where they need to go so they can do important jobs. Well, school's always going to be there. What's this new opportunity? She got laughs at this again. Oh, that's just it, Airman Young, or former Airman Young, I should say, at this point. We believe in education. I think both of you using um, a little bit of creative re-identification might make excellent federal agents of some kind. You know, FBI, ATF, some alphabet soup-sounding fucking occupation. You know, get you a nice day job, get you some connections, something that has lots of travel, lots of going places, lots of discretionary budgets, and not a lot of questions asked as long as you get the job done. As long as you put me somewhere where people are fucking competent and can do their goddamn jobs, I don't care. Oh, you'll find your coworkers are the most competent people in the world, former Airman Geiger. Anything's an upgrade from where I was. No offense, Young. No, none taken. Look, the fact that you already know our names means that you have enough power to kind of direct us where you need to be. I am just trying to move on and keep going. So I like the attitude. I like workers. So probably about a month or so from now, um, we'll be in touch. Uh, I recommend you get home as soon as possible. Uh, maybe there'll be something waiting for you. Maybe there won't be uh, a way to start your new life, if you will. Well, I'll be in touch. Sound good? Sounds good, Mrs. Green. Yeah, at that point, she drops a set of car keys and walks away down the street away from you. Geiger will pick up the keys, look to Young, and say, well, shall we? Shall we?